Hello and welcome to the Property Investing Australia podcast, where we'll be covering the right way to invest in property without taking the unnecessary risks, how to manage your money, and how to build the right mindset so that you can achieve your financial and wealth building goals. I'm your host, Nero Dambi Pillay. Are you someone who's thinking about investing in property, but you're just not sure where the best place is to buy? Maybe you're thinking, is now the right time or should I wait, especially with all this talk about interest rates rising? Well, if that's you, then this is the episode for you. Hi, my name's Nero from Investment Rise, and today I want to talk about the one thing that could make property prices fall. And no, I'm not referring to interest rates rising and maybe people defaulting on their mortgage, not at all. I'll come back to exactly what this one thing is and how it should affect your property investing decisions because this one factor will not affect the country equally. Some areas will be more at risk than others. Okay, so what I'm going to do here is I'm going to first start off like I do at the start of every monthly update by showing you what's happening around the country from a property market perspective. And then I'm going to talk to you about this one factor that could make property prices fall. But here's the thing. If you stay until the end, I'll also show you how it could make property prices rise in some areas and why it should then change the way you look at investing. Okay, but first of all, let's have a look at how the property market performed around the country, especially in our capital cities for the last month. So here we have CoreLogic RP Data Daily Home Value Index, the monthly values as at the 30th of April, 2022. Okay. And if you've seen any past episodes before, you'll know that essentially we have the capital cities on the, the, the left here, and then we go through all dwellings, houses, and units. Our focus has generally been on houses. So let's have a look at how houses have performed here. Now, again, this is only looking at capital cities, okay? But it's still, it's a good starting point, okay? Now, Sydney in the last month had a drop of 0.1%, okay? Now, this is the same drop uh, that it had back in, in March, okay? So in the last couple of months, it's dropped 0.2%, okay? And this is on a med- based on the median price point, okay? so. Essentially, we have a very flat market in Sydney. Okay, Melbourne prices dropped 0.2% after I think last month having 0% uh, rise or fall. So again, both markets, Sydney and Melbourne, our two bigger, biggest markets, are roughly acting in parallel, as is pretty common uh, based on our history. Okay, but then we come to to Brisbane, 1.7% growth for the last month and for the 12 months uh, year on year, 32.2% growth easily our best performing market in the last 12 months. Okay, then we come to Adelaide. And for the first time, Adelaide's growth has overtaken Brisbane. So for the last several months, Brisbane has been the top performing market and Adelaide has been number two. Okay, but for the month of April, according to the CoreLogic starter, Adelaide has slightly overtaken uh, Brisbane, 1.9% growth for the last month in Adelaide versus 1.7% growth in uh, in Brisbane. Year on year, Adelaide has had a phenomenal year at 28.4% capital growth, okay, which is still slightly behind Brisbane at 32.2%. Okay, now this is just one month's data comparing it to an annual basis, okay? You shouldn't get so granular and go, oh, look, Adelaide has overtaken Brisbane. So if you were thinking about Brisbane before, now you decide to go and buy in Adelaide. No, what it does show you is that there are 
markets performing very, very differently. And what you can see just from these first four rows is that Brisbane and Adelaide are performing very strongly. Sydney and Melbourne are essentially flat. And of course, there are many areas around uh, Sydney and Melbourne that are actually falling slightly as well, okay? Perth is starting to show some resurgence here at 1.2%, okay? So Perth is now performing better than Sydney and, and, and Melbourne, okay? And then we, if we go down further, we've got uh, Darwin at 1.3%, Canberra at 1.3%, okay? And then Hobart, which has actually been the worst performer last month, dropping 0.4 of a percent, okay? Again, nothing to be overly concerned about, but you can see here some markets are rising and some markets are, are falling. So then what does that show you from a property investing perspective? It shows you that the Australian property market is not one market, okay? Some markets are rising and some markets are falling. But what is it that's causing these property markets to, to fall, okay? Well, if you've seen any of my past episodes, you might have an inkling already that it all comes down to supply and demand. And there is no doubt that in our bigger markets, because prices have risen so much and affordability now is becoming more of an issue, demand is starting to fall. And I expect, and we're actually now seeing some evidence of this in the media as, as well, which is a bit of a surprise to me, I must admit, but it's rare that we actually see something of any value in the media when it comes to property-related reporting, okay? But we're certainly starting to see in the media that they're even talking about, you know, the demand falling is what's gonna cause property prices to fall as opposed to people defaulting on their mortgage. Let's have a look at this article. Lower demand, not defaults, to trigger house price falls. This is from the Australian Financial Review on the 28th of April, 2022. Lower demand for housing as a result of higher interest rates and tighter lending is more likely to trigger faster and deeper price falls than any widespread mortgage defaults caused by the rising cost of credit experts say. An increase in the official cash rate would reduce demand for new mortgages and therefore property prices, said Eliza Owen, CoreLogic's head of research. Higher mortgage rates might put some people off purchasing while prices are still quite high, so prices are more likely to come down off the back of successive increases in the cash rate. So what does this tell you? Well, it tells you, as I said earlier on, that it's the lowering of demand that's going to cause slight price corrections in certain markets. But you're not going to see the bloodbath that I think a lot of people are talking about in the media headlines, okay? Because uh, a lot of people are saying that, oh, look, you know, uh, with interest rates rising, people are going to default on their mortgages and people are going to sell them for far less than, than they're worth. If you're expecting that to happen, okay, then I'm sorry to tell you that the odds are you're gonna be wrong, just like people were when they said something similar was gonna happen during uh, COVID or just after COVID, which is only just a couple of years uh, uh, ago, okay? So instead, what you're gonna see is that you need to start looking at demand because yes, in some areas around the country, demand is falling and that's causing prices to fall, but in other areas, my goodness, demand is so high, you can't keep up with it. Okay, so recently we were uh, buying a property for, for our client and they had a slightly lower budget. And so we were looking at an area where, and we found a property that met the client's criteria and it said offers over 389, if I remember correctly. Okay, now I knew it was a hot market and so we offered $419,000. Now you might think, oh my God, you know, how on earth can you offer, you know, 10% or more than 10%, so more than, or 40 grand above the asking price. But here's the thing. We still didn't get it. Someone offered more than that and the property obviously went in that case to the highest bidder. 
okay? Then we had another situation where uh, for our, one of our clients, we were looking at, at property, the asking price was offers over $619,000, okay? We went in at $699,000. And guess what? There was a bidder that was higher than us, but because I guess of our negotiation experience, I knew more about the, the vendor, I asked some good questions, and so I offered some better terms. And therefore, I was able to get the property for our client for $699 when others were willing to offer $707 and $709,000. Now remember, this is a property which, which had an asking price of $619,000, offers over $619,000. So what does that tell you? It tells you that there is definitely two types of markets happening in Australia, markets that are struggling, maybe slightly falling, and some markets that are rising. And it all comes down to the markets where demand is over supply. So as an investor, if you're thinking, maybe I should just sit out the market and wait for a while, right? You're probably gonna be disappointed because in about six months time, 12 months time, you're gonna start seeing articles in the media about, while oh, Sydney and Melbourne didn't do so well, XYZ area did really well and grew in value. Okay, and you have an opportunity right now to really cash in on those areas and buy in markets that are much cheaper than our bigger markets around Australia, where it's very easy to get your property rented, where rents are even covering the cost of the mortgage, so maybe you're not even out of pocket each and every month, okay? So you definitely wanna focus on demand. Don't try and focus on areas where you think, oh, people have overextended themselves and I'm gonna get a bargain. I mean. Those are the areas that might be, if that even happens, if there is a lot of mortgage stress and people default on their mortgages, is that the kind of area you really wanna buy in from a long-term capital growth perspective? Rather, I would suggest look at the areas where demand is oversupply, and yes, that's gonna be different areas to what's happened the last 12 months, last 18 months, and so if you need some help, feel free to, to reach out, um, but definitely do your due diligence, and there is no doubt that right now, if and whenever, when interest rates rise, there's gonna be a change in the market, but there are gonna be areas that have got some great capital growth potential, and those are the areas you wanna target going forwards. Hi, it's Nero here again, and thanks so much for listening. If you like what you heard, and you're looking for a full blueprint on how to invest in property to gain a passive income, then go to Nero Book, that's N-I-R-O Book, B -O -O K. go to nerobook.com.au to get a free copy of my book, Wake Up Wealthier, How to Build a Property Portfolio That Pays You an Income Each and Every Month. Now, I used to sell this book for $47, but for a limited time, I'm giving you both the digital version and the audio version totally for free. Now, the reason I'm doing that is because I wanna give more people a chance to get this information Plus, I also know that a certain number of you, when you go through the book, will like what you see and you'll reach out um, to find out more about our future services. But even if you don't, that's okay because the book itself is a full blueprint about how to build a property portfolio that pays your passive income, even if you've never invested before. So if that's what you want, then go to nerobook.com.au to get your free